listening to Miller and Moulton, exclusively on the Florida Sports Network. And now, here's Mark Miller and David Moulton. Top of the morning to you. How the heck are you? Miller and Moulton, the Florida Sports Network. FloridaSportsNetwork.com. Roy Cummings, kind enough to join us. He joins us Thursdays at 8 o'clock throughout the season. We had basically said goodbye to Roy, and then the Bucks. well, they just can't stop making news. So we keep bringing Roy back. R. Cummings, FHCN on Twitter, BayNews9, PewterPirates.com. How are you, my friend? I'm good. Don't you guys know that, first of all, the NFL season never ends? And certainly the Bucks never stop making news in one way or another. So uh, we could do this every Thursday, all year. <laughs> well, that is true. We're trying to give you a break, to be honest. You know, you need a break from us. <laughs> no, we're, we're, no. We're a handful. No, I love it. <laughs> love being a part of it. So, in all honesty, you've been a beat writer, Lightning, Bucks for, you know, quarter century or more. At these last three years, this had to be, I don't know, fun, a thrill, you know, because you got to cover a team that was relevant, and also you knew from day one, wow, I get to cover one of the greatest sports icons of all time. This is, this is not a bad way to go to work. Yeah, no, it's not. Look, I've been very fortunate um, in my career. I mean, I, I covered the Lightning from the moment that Phil Esposito came to town saying he was going to bring a team here through the first 10 years on the ice. Uh, that was an absolute thrill. Uh, arguably, I think it was best time of my sports writing career and uh, covering the Bucks. I mean, I was there for, you know, the glory days. I was there with Tony Dungy and John Lynch and Derek Brooks, Warren Sapp, uh, Rondé Barber, who's going to end up in the Hall of Fame here probably this year, I think. And, uh, yeah, the Brady thing was, uh, you know, it, it was it was special. I mean, you knew that – I mean, they were going for it. They were going for the Super Bowl, and you just kind of had a feeling that uh, when Brady came and Gronk came, it was going to happen, and it did. And, uh, you know, obviously it, it, those things are difficult to sustain, but anytime you get a chance to, you know, be around a, a player of Brady's caliber, one of the greatest of all time, it's a thrill. I mean, when the whole sports world is focused on you um, – it's uh, that's special, and uh, yeah, so that's certainly one of the one of the more thrilling times of a of a career to be involved in that. And now the transition comes: no Brady, a new offensive coordinator, a lot of change. This is going to be a very important offseason for the Bucks because at the end of the day, Roy, they're in a bad division that someone has to win, and they've got to figure out a way to retool this on the fly. Yeah, they do, and uh, they've got a lot of t- decisions to make. Really, I mean. At this point, you could you could make the argument, you know, just blow it up and start all over again. I mean, you've already moved on from Byron Leftwich as your offensive coordinator. Uh, now you you've lost the tr- the real offensive coordinator, which is Tom Brady. I mean, let's face it, he was calling the plays and running what he wanted to run. Um, you've got some you've get, you have some strengths, you know, at the wide receiver position, but your offensive line needs to be retooled. Your running game probably needs to be reworked. Um, you've got a lot of things you got to re- you got to redo. The defense is strong, but you know, at the end of the day, you know, is is do you really see Todd Bowles carrying this team back to the Super Bowl? I don't, um, and that's not a shot at Todd Bowles. I think he's an exceptional defensive coordinator, a great defensive mind. But you know, Monty Kiffin was a great defensive mind, and uh, I don't think he's a head coach. And uh, so, you know, I think Todd Bowles Todd Bowles falls into that category. So I think the Bucks have a lot of 
difficult decisions to make. I don't think it's as simple as, okay, well, let's go get Derek Carr or some other, you know, quarterback who seems capable and, and, and plug him in, even if he's mobile, because I don't think that's going to be enough. Again, this team was eight and nine. It wasn't just because they couldn't protect the quarterback very well. Talking with Roy Cummings, Bay News 9, PeterPirates.com. Follow him on Twitter, R Cummings, F-H-C-N. Are they going to go back to Dirk Cutter, who, by the way, did a tremendous job at Georgia? And I don't just mean because of, well, they won, it's easy to say. I mean, he just last year to the year before even Georgia's offense, you know, the strength of it, he changed it dramatically. I mean, you know, I'm going to give Dirk Cutter as much credit with uh, Spencer Bennett as I am. Uh, I keep saying Dirk Cutter. Monkton. I'm sorry, Todd Monkton. Todd Monkton. Is he, um, my bad. Is he going to come back? Okay. And, and be offensive coordinator again. I, I don't think so. I don't think Todd Monkton is going to be better off in Tampa. I think you're better off with what you've got where he is. Look at Georgia, you know, he's, he's doing a great job and and they're still recruiting very well. I I've always thought Todd Munkin was more of a college guy anyway. I mean, yes, he came to the NFL, smart guy, learned a lot from him, a really smart guy. But I just think some people are much as I do believe that some guys are coordinators rather than head coaches. I think some guys are college coaches and coordinators rather than NFL coordinators and coaches. I think Todd Munkin is a college guy. I think he's more comfortable there. Um, And I wouldn't leave Georgia for Tampa Bay. I don't think that's good enough. You know, if, um, if I was new England or, or, you know, the job was in new England or, or, or San Francisco or something like that, I would consider that, but I'm not leaving Georgia where they are now uh, to come to Tampa Bay. So no, I think Todd Munkin stays. I think it was a courtesy interview um, to just to kind of kick the tires and say, okay, well, where are you? You know, you've had some success. Do you want to try this again? Um, But I think it's a, to me, it's a lateral move, to be honest. Will they go? Do you think it'll be an existing offensive coordinator, or do you think they're going to give someone a first-time crack at this then? I think they're probably going to end up having to give somebody a first-time crack at it because it's not a very attractive job, guys. Uh, let's face it. Uh, there were 11 offensive coordinator positions open uh, throughout the offseason so far. Uh, of the 11, I think the only one worse than Tampa Bay was Houston, which is just a graveyard for coaches of all kinds. Uh, I kind of feel bad for D'Amico Ryan's going there. I, I Personally, I think D'Amico Ryan's is worthy of a much better job. Uh, I hope he does a great job there, but I doubt that'll happen. It just seems the culture is a mess there. Um, but uh, other than than Houston, I don't think there's a worse offensive coordinator position than the Bucks right now, simply because what have you got? You don't know where you're headed. Now, the Bucks can say all they want about trying to go out and get you know a quarterback, but that's, again, as I just point, I pointed out earlier at the beginning of the segment, that's not enough. You got to retool this offensive line. I mean, okay, Ryan Jensen coming back after missing most of a year. Do you think that's really going to, you know, plug up the center hole? I don't. Um, you've got some young kids that you believe in, but I still think there's a lot of work to be done there. Um, you really have two receivers. Uh, are you going to continue with Julio Jones? If he's if he's working with Tom Brady, he's a weapon. If not, probably not. Um, what are you going to do with the running game? A lot to be done. So I think uh, I think their their best bet. Uh, if they could find a coordinator willing to come in, sure. But uh, I think they're going to end up finding a, a quarterback's coach or a receiver's coach somewhere who's somewhat worthy of a of an upgrade of a can promotion. They even af- 
afford to go get an outside quarterback, or are they going to have to turn this over to either Blaine Gabbert or Kyle Trask because they're $50 million over the cap? We're talking about all the holes they have to fill. Well, they got to create more holes, a lot of them, before they start filling their current holes. I mean, are they almost forced to do what Seattle did with Geno and just say, listen, we don't know if you're a starting quarterback, but we don't have another option. We're going to give you a shot. Yeah, I think that's kind of where they're at. Um, you know, I don't know that Blaine Gabbert stays around simply because he was a system guy um, in Bruce Arian's system, in Byron Leftwich's system. Uh, I, I don't think he fits. Uh, whoever the new coordinator is probably would make that call. But, yeah, I think, uh, you know, look, I don't think Kyle Trask is the answer, and I'm not basing that on the fact that Kyle Trask has not looked exceptionally well throwing 17 NFL passes. Um I didn't think he was that great of an option coming out of college, but I think you're right. I, I think, you know, uh, I think there's a quarterback out there who's had a shot failed and uh, is cheap that you've got to look at. You got to look at a handful of those guys and say, okay, which one of these guys works? Because again, you don't have the money and look, they, they have restructured contracts already and put the money going forward. This may be a three year, uh, you know, resurrection here. It, it may take a while for this to get resolved the way they've built these contracts uh, to bring everybody in, you know, when you pay for guys like Brady and Gronk and, and some of the others that they've brought in, um, the bill comes due at some point and now it's due and it's going to continue to come due over the next two, three years. So you may look at, be looking at a very lean two, three, four years here into 2027, maybe. So you really think the teardown basically is because of necessity, almost anything between the cap and the players that they're at, that it really, the best plan going forward is to rip this down it's tough to do Roy because a lot of teams try that and, and they never come back yeah no you're right but the, but look the Bucks I don't want to say they don't care uh, but because they do care but they're look at their model under the under the the kids and I, by the kids I mean the Glazer boys and and Darcy Glazer dad understood that the the best way to go and I I mean there's there's several ways to go but Rich McKay explained to to Malcolm Glazer way back in the day, there's two ways to go. You can either build a team that's competitive consistently. And when, and when you get your shot and the breaks go your way, you win a Super Bowl. or you can do what the kids have done, which is basically be a bad team or a mediocre team at best for two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight years. And then every once in a while, when the opportunity comes, you go and you buy yourself a coach, buy yourself a quarterback, however it is, they did it with Gruden. They did it with Brady. That's what the kids have done is they've gone out and essence bought themselves the Super Bowl. They never built a Super Bowl team. They bought a Super Bowl team. And, you know, you can purchase it with draft picks that you trade away or, or, or with money. There's a couple ways to do it, uh, but that's the way to do it. And, and that's what they do. So I, do they mind that they're going to have two, three, four, five years of real lean seasons? Yes, they don't want it, but they understand that this is kind of their model and they'll wait for the next big opportunity so, yeah, I think you're, it's not going to look like a teardown. I'll be surprised if they really tear it down. But if you look kind of beneath the surface, it's going to be a teardown. And that's why Todd Bowles sticks around. Why not? Give him a shot. Give him a couple of years. See if he really is a head coach. What have you got to lose? You're not going to win anyway. And it's already started. You were 8-9 and nine with Tom Brady and a really good receiving core and a pretty good running attack uh, that just couldn't get, get, get on track and, and a good defense. So you're not going to be much better. You've got a defense that's strong, build off of that, see if you can find a quarterback, win a couple of games, 
And when the opportunity comes, you go and spend the money again. But it's going to be three, four years before it happens. Bucks needing an offensive coordinator, needing a quarterback, and needing to find fifty million in cap savings. What an offseason it's going to be. Roy Cummings, Bay News Nine, PeterPirates.com. Follow him on Twitter, R Cummings FHCN. Roy, as always, thanks so much. I promise you'll get next week off. Okay, well, depends on what happens with the boys here. Let's see. <laughs> we make no for Roy. Said- we make no promises. Yeah, they they could have a new quarterback uh, named uh, Favre next week. Who knows? (laughs) (laughs) Or (laughs) Rodgers. Roy Cummings, thanks so much for joining Miller and Moulton again on this Thursday. You know, Mark, he's right. I shouldn't be making promises like that. It's the National Football League after all. Miller and Moulton. Thanks so much for being with us. Where else? But the Florida Sports Network. Welcome back to Miller and Moulton, only on the Florida Sports Network. Twenty-one minutes past the hour, Miller and Moulton, Florida Sports Network, FloridaSportsNetwork.com. Thanks so much for being with us. I know this isn't the sexiest question. It's not, you know. Brady, Gretzky, or Jordan, who's the greatest of the goats? And, you know, who's your goat of goats, which, you know, we've asked and people have texted in answers and what have you. But I'm just going to throw it out there. I'm going to give you two choices. Tampa Bay Bucks, retool it on the fly. It's going to be a tough retool this offseason. You're $50 million over the cap. You have the second-worst cap situation in the league. But you are in the worst division in the league, and it ain't close. I mean, we just saw eight wins could won the division, nine could win it next year. Do you retool or do you blow it up? I would retool. And I understand the case for blowing it up, and it makes sense. The only problem I have with doing it, David, is that what you just spoke of. This is a bad division. I can still win this division. You've got Jensen coming back. Maybe you move worse to the left side. Maybe you just switch the tackles. I, I don't know if that would get it done, but obviously they the left tackle can't play anymore. Not there. Not there. I agree. Now they've got a first-place schedule, which is difficult. I mean, it is the one difference in the, you know, in the NFL scheduling that they'll play a little bit tougher schedule than the rest of their divisional opponents, but the division's so bad. Mm-hmm. that I'm going to try to win it one more time and see where I go from there. And right now, also, there does not look to be, you know, of the other three teams, you're looking at Atlanta, Carolina, New Orleans. I mean, which one are you willing to go? You know, I think they're going to be good next year. They look like a 10-win team to me. I mean, none of them. Now, obviously, you know, the odds are one of them will be, but right now you you can't point who that team is. David, there will not be one team in that division with an over-under win total that's greater than eight and a half. Correct. In fact, I think it's possible that every over-under is seven and a half or below. No arguments from this side. I would blow it up for the record. Uh, 
because unless you are going to do this as well as the Eagles and Howie Roseman have done it in the last 24 months, you know, the Eagles did it on the fly one down year, six and 10, and then nine and eight, and now in the Super Bowl. But what did they do? They found their quarterback in the second round. So they could retool, and they unloaded their big money quarterback. They took the big hit. They unloaded. And so now their quarterback room's costing them nothing. That helps. And I think also that if you're Tampa, that's what you got to do. I I would suck this year if I was Tampa. So you'd you'd be moving Evans. I would He's, right away. And he listen, you know my love. Yeah, love no, no, no. But that's Evans. that's pro- I mean that's their best asset that they have going forward right now. Yes, he's played ten years in the league already. He'll be thirty when he plays next year. Yes, I would trade Mike Evans. Come on, I'm getting a number one. Like the Ravens wouldn't give me a first round pick. For Mike Evans, I mean, think of the teams that need a wide receiver or need a number one wide receiver. I mean, I'm getting a first round pick for Mike Evans. I have no doubt I can get it first, even for a 30 year old Mike Evans. Listen, I'm thinking seriously, what am I doing with Devin White? He's entering the final year of his rookie deal. Now he's 25. But what am I going to do? It's kind of like the Bears' decision with Roquan Smith. They said, well, he's a really good player, but I don't know if I want to give him. Also, Mark, what did we just see? It came out on Monday that the cap hit, a franchise tag for a linebacker is the second highest cap hit in the game. Doesn't matter if you're an outside linebacker, rushes the passer, or whether you're an inside linebacker. You can't franchise tag Devin White. That's $20 million. That you don't have. I mean, I, well, I mean, you now, could you could find it, but it's when you're trying to create cap space, you don't right. want to go from fifty to seventy and have to cut another bunch of players because to keep them, it's two or three players that are going to go. But you saw Baltimore look at Roquan Smith from Chicago and say, "We'll give you a terrific draft pick, and we'll pay that man." Well, there's got to be one of the other thirty teams that is looking at Devin White going seriously. You're, you're going to put Devin White on the market. Yeah, absolutely. What do you want? We'll pay it and we'll pay them. No doubt. And if I'm Tampa, I think I got to seriously consider it. If I'm blowing it up, which is what I would do. They don't have a pass rusher. Evans is entering his 11th season. All right. I don't, we don't have a quarterback. I got to replace half my offensive line. I have one running back I'm keeping moving forward. And I got one tight end who looks promising. I think you got to remember Brady pulled victory from the jaws of defeat four times in the final minute of games. They went eight and nine. They could have gone four and 13 really easily. I don't think they're a good team at all. I'd blow it up. Interesting what Roy said about the Glazers when I, when he was talking about Malcolm Glazer versus the kids running it now. It is, it, it is, that, that's the second generation. That's the rich kids. Malcolm built, made all his money, wanted to do it a certain way. Well, the kids, what were they used to? The shiny new toy. And that's their philosophy going forward. What are they asking for for the soccer franchise? Isn't it $7 billion? Seven. 
I don't know. How about this? Can you, if you're the Bucks, afford to take my approach? Because, you know, forgotten in the last three years is this was the losingest team in North American sports in the first 44 years of their existence. And Mark, you know, it's not like it was hard to get a ticket to a Bucks game. There nope. were 20,000 empty seats for a few years in Tampa. And they immediately went to the hardest ticket to get in the aftermarket with Tom Brady there this year and throughout the three years. And so, you know, and this is, you know, this is your world more than mine. You've had to sell tickets and sponsorship and the whole deal. And, you know, it's... David, I'll be really honest with you in Tampa. This is the question I would ask for all the folks listening in the Tampa area. Whether they retool or blow it up. Are you all fired up for Bucks football next year without Tom Brady? Because you weren't fired up for it before Tom Brady. Correct. It was an abyss. They went through a 20-year wait for season tickets in what seemed to be overnight. And I would imagine that their season ticket sales are going to plummet, obviously, with yesterday's news. And I know that this week I've, you know, gotten Gabbert and Bortles confused. My Jags quarterbacks confused. I've gotten Dirk Cutter and Todd Moncton confused. All right. But I don't think I'm going to get this guy confused. I mean, if they're seriously considering bringing Todd Moncton back as offensive coordinator, when Roy was describing a quarterback and if he thinks that Gabbert's leaving, and Trask ain't the answer, and who it is, you know, cheap, who has started before, that maybe they could give an opportunity. I mean, they wouldn't call Jameis, would they? Oh, boy. Well, think about it, though. They need a starting quarterback. They need him on the cheap. All right? They need somebody who's actually shown something. Listen, of all the retreads, and that's what Jameis is now, Okay, you're going to go, what, Minshew, Jameis, Mike White, that category of quarterbacks. I mean, basically the Geno Smith category. I mean, is he not at the top of that category? He couldn't start New Orleans. How's he a retread? He couldn't even get the job in New Orleans. Well, but he would have if Sean Payton stayed. He couldn't get the job for Dennis Allen. You can always come home, David. It's just whether or not he can still go to Publix. <laughs> I think the statute of limitations have run out. Miller and Moulton, thanks for listening right here on the Florida Sports Network. Welcome back to Miller and Moulton, only on the Florida Sports Network. Twenty-two minutes until the top of the hour. Miller and Moulton, Florida Sports Network, FloridaSportsNetwork.com. If you missed Dalton Miller, Pro Football Network, an hour ago. If you missed Roy Cummings earlier this hour, well, download our podcast, FloridaSportsNetwork.com. You know, Felipe is usually pretty good about, you know, posting them and, you know, pretty quickly. You know, some days, you know, I don't know, there's a nap. You know, yeah, I don't know, there's a there's a, a game to be played or something. But, you know, most days he's, he's pretty good. I try. Yeah, and, and we want you to keep trying. 
It's important to us. It is. So, Mark, how you holding up 1AB? I'm making it. It's tough. I mean, we all knew this day would come. I prepared for it. Were you prepared, though? Like, did you think he was retiring? I did. Okay. I did. I just... I'm surprised that he said basically that it was Tampa or retirement. Yes. I thought it was Miami or retirement. And it may have been. But I don't think he wanted a new OC and a new offense and all the things that come with that. I also think he looked at Tampa and said, I don't know if we can win. Uh, just things seem to be getting worse. does make you realize how close they were a year ago. I mean, remember, they lost late. You know, last act as defensive coordinator was the all-out blitz on third and long, and Cup beat them down the middle of the field in the big pass play, and the Rams kicked the field goal and won. I mean, you know, Bucks lost on a late field goal to the team that ended up winning the Super Bowl. I mean, Bucks would have hosted the Niners. In the NFC Championship game last year. I mean, do they go back to back? Speaking of the Rams, you know, we keep talking about these NFC quarterbacks. The one guy that we really forget to mention is Matthew Stafford. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Out of sight, out of mind. Happens quickly, it doesn't really it? It really does. I mean, we've gone through all this NFC quarterback stuff, and for two days we've not even mentioned his name. So is he the best quarterback in the NFC? At the beginning of next year, assuming he's healthy, if you could pick for one season, all the quarterbacks are healthy that are currently in the NFC, with the exception of Aaron Rodgers, we're moving him to the AFC in a trade, or he's going to retire. We think he's moving to the AFC. Cousins, Hertz, Stafford, Dak. Brock Purdy. <laughs> Remember, I said healthy. That's why also Kyler Murray's not an option. He ain't going to be healthy at the start of the year, if at any point during the year. I don't know how much I play him next year, to be honest, if I'm Arizona. Because his legs are a big part of his game. So I'm not rushing him back. I don't want him on the field at 80%, to be honest. And I don't mind losing for another year. So what? We need draft picks. Our cap situation's a mess. Our roster's a mess. I could, you know, what are we picking third this year? I wouldn't mind picking top three again next year. The best quarterback in the NFC is Aaron Rodgers. Right, but we think he'll be in the AFC. And we said that. Once again, okay. pay attention. Where does Fields rank in that list? Well, right now he's a project, prospect. Now a year from now, you know, that's why we said if the NFC from a quarterback standpoint is as wide open as we believe it is, could Chicago catch lightning in a bottle here? They got a hundred plus million dollars. Now it's a cheap organization. They don't normally spend it, but they got over a hundred million dollars that they can spend. Goodness knows they've got draft capital and they could get a lot more. If they trade that first pick for somebody who desperately wants to take a quarterback. And you've got, I mean, they want to. 
because they did trade their second rounder to get Claypool at the trade deadline. So they don't have a second rounder, which is a damn good pick. It's pick 32 for crying out loud. And they've got a quarterback that we, I mean, if Justin Fields makes the jump from year two to year three that Jalen Hurts just made from year two to year three, now he's going to need a lot better coaching than what he's getting. And a far better offensive line than what he has. Right. But if he makes the jump that Hurts has made, and that division, I mean, you know, the Vikings overachieved, the Packers are in transition, and let's face it, nobody's going to trust the Lions until they do what the Bengals have just done, which is, okay, you're no longer the Bungles. Got it. So, I mean, that's what that's the team in which, you know, if they could, if this new GM and coach could have a 12-month period of time like the Eagles GM and coach just had, are the Bears the sleeper in which, wow, they, wow, they could get good quickly? You know, they had that little run there. They're losing games, but all of a sudden they started scoring this right. year. Where they had that, I think it was like four or five games, they scored right around 30 points or over 30 points. That was yeah, very, well, un- they, didn't win all, they didn't win a whole lot of those games, obviously, because no. they're picking first. Right. In fact, yeah. I mean, they only won the Patriots game, but you're right. They had a five-game stretch there where they averaged 30 points a game. They went one and four. <laughs> so that, that's all. You know, but, but do you want to, you know, do you want to go about things that way? Are you trying to catch, you know, lightning in a bottle type deal? But but it's not lightning it. in a bottle so much if you're right on Fields. If Fields is the guy, it's not lightning in a bottle. You've got your quarterback. Agree. You brought up Hurts year two to year three, Josh Allen year two to year three. There's a bunch of quarterbacks. We could go down the list of when they made that jump. By the way, Mark, do you know what Josh Allen year two to year three and Hurts year two to year three have in common? Yes, a number one receiver. Oh, yes! I've got a winner with that one, David. Double showcase winner right there. Speaking of which, when did the prices right at night start? Some on my TV was on CBS, and Drew Carey popped on last night doing The Price is Right. I just wish he'd shave. Me too. Ah, it's not a good look, dude. But both teams had to acquire those number one wide receivers. Oh, by the way. Gave up first-round picks to acquire those. We were talking about blowing up the Tampa Bay Bucks. Now, obviously, you're not going to get the Bears' first-round pick this year. Okay, But if you're Tampa and you called the Bears and you said, hey, I'll give you Mike Evans. Give me your 2024 first-round pick. Would you do it? If you're the, Be- if you're the Bears, thir- he'll be 30 when he plays this season. The Bucs got his 20s. They got him at 21, and he played through 29. The Bucs got his 20s. Okay. but And Buck fan, would you make that deal? You know, or if you're a Bears fan, you're like, eh, just a little older than I wish he'd be. Wish you, wish you would have dangled that in front of me a couple years ago. 
I just right. don't know if they're close enough to make a move like that. Like Baltimore makes a ton of sense. Right. How about the, Dallas? Plays college ball at A&M. All right. You look at Dallas, clearly it was obvious. It was obvious against the good teams. They didn't have enough weaponry. Because he can't play anymore, and they only had one receiver you could count on. Dalton Schultz, by the way, is a free agent. And if you tag him again, it'll cost you $14 million. So, I mean, if you're the Cowboys and Tampa Bay calls you up and says, uh, give me the 26th pick of the draft, we'll give you Mike Evans. First off, if you're Tampa, would you do it? If you're blowing it up, if you're blowing it up, would you pick up the phone and make that offer? I would. Right. If you're Dallas, would you say, oh, yeah, I'm doing that? I can't imagine what Ray J is going to look like if they blow it up. <laughs> now, I'm, and I'm not even kidding when I say that because it's going to be tough to sell tickets regardless of what this team's going to look like. There won't be the faith in the Bucks, even though they won the division. There just won't. But if they blow it up, that place will be half empty all year long. A few people in our Twitch chat room saying that uh, Tampa's got to get more than the 26th pick. Uh, yeah, he's 30. Remember, what did Tennessee get for A.J. Brown? They got a first-round pick in the 20s. I mean, trust me, the offer I made is a going-rate offer. So you're basically saying, and that's fine if you're like, I ain't giving them up for just that. I need more than that. Okay, I don't think you can get it based on the recent deals that have been made because the first digit in the age category turns to three next season. So what do you really have him for? Three seasons three. tops? There you go. If you're Dallas, you're thinking, okay, three, four years here is what I'm going to get. He's a Hall of Famer. Uh, C.D. Lamb, Mike Evans, by the way. How about that little one-two combination? You're going to get somebody at pick 26 going to make a bigger contribution in the next two years than trading that pick for Mike Evans? Remember, Jerry ain't getting any younger. <laughs> and the Eagles may just win their second Super Bowl in six years in the same division. All right? Mm-hmm. How long since he's gotten out of the divisional round? Uh, 1995. Okay. Right. I mean, do you know, you know how many hair pieces Jarrah's had since the last time? I mean, I don't even know if Jarrah was wearing fake hair the last time they made it to the NFC Championship game. It's close. Going to have to check the tape. But anyway, so just throwing that out there. 21,000 is the text line, 21000. Your thoughts, Bucks fan? Would you tear it down or would you try to retool? You got about six weeks. And actually, really, you got to start making up your mind before then. But, you know, six weeks, it's official. Free agency starts, the new calendar year, the whole deal. And they By just the fired way. a bunch of coaches. They got to bring people in. I mean, yeah. the, the whole thing is getting retooled right now. Yep. 
and you're doing it with Todd Bowles as the head coach and Jason Light as the GM. And we could analyze Jason Light's record, and it depends on whether or not you're giving him the benefit of the doubt or you're giving Bruce Arians slash Tom Brady the benefit of the doubt as to some of the personnel decisions. And I think it's the Glazers that got Brady, not Light, if you know what I mean. I think that Tom knocked on their door and they opened it and they went, what are you doing here? Are you lost? And he goes, no, no, I've just looked around and believe it or not, I want to come work for you. And they went, I'm sorry, are you lost? I wanted no. to move to Florida and get a divorce. Don't people do that all the time? <laughs> I, I just said, okay, I'm in my forties. I'm, I'm, you know, I did the Northeast thing for 20 years. I'm moving to Florida. Okay. I want to come here. Tough to get that lucky twice in four years. That's why I'd blow it up. And I know people are talking about Godwin out there. He's coming off the knee. The The assets you could get for Godwin are not that good right now because he's coming off an injury and was not as good coming off of the injury. It admitted that he wasn't as good. Right. You know, the people bringing up Shaq Barrett. He's coming off an Achilles injury for a pass rusher. It's kind of a big injury. Now, 100% Godwin, 100% Shaq Barrett. You know, this could fall in line with what you're talking about. That's why I don't want to blow this up. I'm going to get Werfs at 100%. I'm going to get Jensen at 100%. You know, half my secondary seemingly was on the injured list all year. I still got one more good year out of Levante David, I think. Vita Vea's still got more in him. I don't need to blow this up. Hell, I can win this division. If I can find the 2023 version of Geno Smith will win this division going away. Because what else is in the division doesn't look, they're all retooling, they're all retooling and rebuilding as it is. The team with the cap room in the division, though, is Atlanta. You know, we talk about what could the bears do? Well, Atlanta's got a boatload of money too. And if they hit it, with that third-round draft pick at quarterback, like the Eagles hit it with a second-round draft pick at quarterback. Falcons could get good quickly, too, if their GM has a good month. Miller and Moulton. Hey, thanks for listening to us. 1AB on the Florida Sports Network.